you'll make a million dollars of 200 million streams. And I think a billion streams, you should make $5 million. So when that stat came out last year saying Drake did 17.6 billion, that's like what, 70 or $80 million. So, you know, go figure. Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, Go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. All right. There we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. We are back with a friend of the show. I love doing episodes like this where we get uh, artists coming back. Uh, makes me feel good about what I do because at least I know I gave at least a couple people a good experience, but it's the one and only Metallic Alec. He's back. For those who didn't listen to the first episode, it's episode 89. So uh, we're looking at close to two years since he's been on the show. Some some amazing things have been happening for both him, for myself, and so it's great to be able to catch up with him. But for those who haven't checked him out, but Tell Me Again came out in 2023, which was an album. You had yeah. uh, single after single. You had Best Kept Secret, which low-key, when I say single, it's three tracks. So it'll be listed as a single, but it's like three tracks. Uh, you got What's Mine. You got so much music, man. When I was looking before this, I was like, I have no idea how you kept up the pace because, I mean, how many songs did you release in 2023, do you think? Uh, I'm not sure how many I released, but I, I know exactly how many I made. I made 55, around 55 and 60 songs last year. 55 and 60 songs. That is ridiculous. That is pacing more than one a week. Yeah, that's. I try to average at least one or two a week for sure. How... You're going to have to explain, like, how how did you decide that that would be the pace? And then how did you actually maintain it? Like, it's one thing to decide um, something. It's another thing to be able to execute it consistently. Yeah, I think uh, being that it's January 2024 now, um, we're about two months away from it being March. When we hit March, that makes nine years since I started rapping, making music completely. And um, it literally has been a whole journey to even get to this point. And I don't feel like... My music became good, or if I'm looking at songs that I did that I love, I didn't hit that personal pinnacle until November of 2022. Um, so with that being said, obviously, if you make something your life, it just becomes your life. The results, if you put the work in, you know, I wake up every day, I do what I got to do. You know, if the inspiration is there, I'm going to make whatever kind of song I can make. And last year was the first year I really felt like I found myself. We were around like March of last year. And I started working on, we'll have a new album coming out in about two weeks called Speaks for Itself. But the creation of that album was started last year around March. And it took me from around March of last year until July. So I just was working. When I catch that streak, I just want to work as hard as I can because 
everything in this aspect is energy based. So if it's there, you got to take the ball and run with it. Because obviously, life is a series of peaks and valleys, and it presents moments that go up and down. So sometimes life gets a hold of me, and I'm not, you know, I'm either happy, I'm not happy, or I'm upset, or just things aren't right, energy based, and I get thrown off course. But when that's not, when I'm, you know, in a good spot, I'm gonna work. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you said you found yourself in like November 2022. What happened yeah. then? Like, what was the shift that you noticed? Um, even even like to answer that question and to reflect, like even the last time we spoke, I wasn't there. No matter how much confidence I appeared to have at that time or whatever was going on, just reflecting, that wasn't it. I wasn't there yet. And I don't even want to speak prematurely. You know, I could rewatch this a couple of years from now. I might say the same thing, but I'm a bit more confident and more passionate about what's being created this go around. I don't know. It just felt like for those first from March 2015 all the way until like November of 2022, it just felt like I was just trying things and just I want to try this and try that. And I wasn't really super confident. But one day I just started working on like I caught this stride. And I was like, you know what? No, like this is my time now. Like I'm confident. I'm ready. And I'm really you know, I was pinning my songs like on a rap skill level in terms of like the people I look up to. I'm like, nah, I'm there now. Like I just hit that, that stride and that energy shift, if that makes sense. So how did you grapple with like the pretending to be confident? And to be honest, I hope that you continue to grow. If you, if we were to catch up in another two years and you were to be exactly the same, I'd be like, Uh -uh. man, no good. Cause you should be growing. So like, it is a good thing. yeah, that's what I tell people. There's a track record. Like if, you, if I'm reflecting on the last nine years, it's only elevated and grown every month of every year. And it's not going to stop because I'm going to keep putting in that same amount of effort. And if anything, these days I'm working much harder. What was your question again? My question was like, you know, because you first said that. Oh, when was the confidence w- fake. Was, yeah, like the fake. Com- like, because I'm sure at the time you don't think it's fake. And it's like yeah. a weird thing. And, and I obviously I speak to a lot of people. Everyone comes out confident, but there is something to be said to me about like realizing where you're at and being able to acknowledge like, hey, I'm putting on a bit more confidence than necessarily I should be feeling right now because that's what's required. I find that like a really interesting dynamic, especially as a rapper, to be able to like recognize within yourself, I actually wasn't as confident as I was trying to portray. Right. Um. I do think that whatever confidence I was feeling or displaying at that time was natural and organic, but it just wasn't like as strong as it is now or what it's continued to going to grow into. Um, It was just like, it felt like it's just like a baby seed, you know? And like, it's like a sprouted plant now at this point, or it's like, I don't know how to explain it or a kid that starts school in kindergarten. And now he's about to go to middle school. It's just like, it's grown a lot since then, but it was just at a, a much smaller degree at that point. And also at that time, there wasn't much uh, results reflecting where I was at. Like a lot has changed in terms of like, you know, numbers and things that have been accomplished. And at that time, there wasn't much to be proud of in terms of like stuff like that. So what are you most proud of now? Um, I would say in the last two years, I'm very proud that I feel like I personally found my sound. I learned how to trigger and work Spotify, and I was able to pop off on Spotify a bit. Um, I learned how to just kind of just work the socials a bit more and make it work for me and, you know, making work algorithms, if that makes sense, because everything is based off that, it appears, at least that aspect. Yeah. 
I mean, let's be honest. I think we could all hope that artists make more money off streams. There, there's a there's not that much money coming through when it comes to streams. I mean, you know, Snoop Dogg said he made forty five thousand off a billion streams last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I can only speak for myself and from what I've studied when I reviewed. It seems it appears that you'll make a million dollars off two hundred million streams, and I think a billion streams you should make five million dollars. So when that stat came out last year, saying Drake did seventeen point six billion, that's like what seventy or eighty million dollars. So, you know, go figure. But for me, at that time, like back when we last spoke, I was stuck at like two or three or four hundred monthly listeners on Spotify for like five or six years straight. Like there wasn't much motion. And then uh, I think we spoke. That was twenty twenty one, twenty two, two years ago. It was it was the beginning so, of twenty two. Okay, twenty twenty two. I made this song called RN, which is short for Right Now. It was a pop song I did with two other uh, talented people. We put the song out fall of twenty twenty two, and that ended up being the first song that Spotify was. You know what? We like this. We're gonna start pushing this. Before that, there was no type of editorial or algorithmic playlist. They started pushing that song. It started going crazy, and they're still doing it. This this uh now. It's just what that was able to do is able to unlock this whole new world of like getting put into all these different playlists and everything just started growing, elevating since then. Um, that changed everything. Now, there was something I did. Um, also, I started investing into ads a bit more and I learned what was effective for me and what wasn't. And being that that was a pop song, I was like, you know what? I know people that like like Calvin Harris or people that like pop music. They're going to have to like this. So I tested out a $700 YouTube ad, which is where you pay. And basically, let's say I'm a fan of Calvin Harris. I'm on YouTube. I'm in the mood to listen to music. I'm going to go listen to Calvin Harris right now. But when I go to listen to the song, my song is going to come on before and I got a chance to win them over for like 15 or 20 seconds and they like it, they might. So they went to go listen to it and I was able to like drive that traffic from the YouTube ads to Spotify and that triggered the algorithm on Spotify. And then that's when Spotify started putting me in like Discover Weekly and all these different things which changed everything. Like I've, you know, I was able to, I think in total last year I did 100,000 monthly listeners. But when you look at someone's monthly listeners on Spotify, what they're doing at that, like, like if you go look at my Spotify now, it's like twelve or 13,000. But that's not all. It looks like, I think it's like a bigger circle of like 100,000 people. But 13,000, 13, like it, they just come throughout the bigger, the bigger pie, if that makes sense. So the listeners went. Like, they've gone up. Obviously, it's at a great place now. My next goal is to get to 100,000. Like overall, it says 100,000, which is probably pulling from a million total people and then a million and then obviously I want to take this as far as it can go possible. How far do you think it can go when you look at it? I think I see myself reaching a minimum of at least 50 million monthly listeners within the next five years for sure. Because that seems to be the pinnacle of a rapper or a pop artist. Like, like you're going to get to that point. If the music's good enough and you're getting put in those playlists, all those big playlists like today's top hits and rap caviar – you're gonna you're gonna hit that pinnacle for sure, so I can't wait to get to that point. Hey, I I'm can't excited. wait to have you on the on, back on yeah. the show at fifty million. But oh. it, it's like it's a it's a huge goal within five years to yeah. get there. 
So they're like, sore. And it's not five ten. Like I've learned throughout this journey, it's like there was things or predictions I might have made back in the day. I said, "Yo, I'm gonna be here by then," and I ended up getting there, but it wasn't when I thought it would be. So I want to say those are my projections in terms of results, but it's really gonna happen when it's the right time. When the universe wants it to happen, that's when it's gonna happen. Meanwhile, I'm working as hard as I can. Yeah. Well, I think you can only do what you can do, right? Like. There is part of it where you have to trust in the fate of the gods in a weird way, where you have to trust that all the energy, the effort, the hard work that you put in will ultimately result in success. It's weird. Yeah. Music is well, almost everything in life is effort and hard work first. Results come later. So you have oh, to be willing sure. to put the sacrifice in before you see anything in return. Period. Like I was saying, at this point, I'm going on year nine. Like a year from now, I'll be able to say I've been rapping and doing music for a decade, which a lot of people that I look up to, it took them a decade to even get to the starting line of success or fame, whatever you want to call it. And the issue with this generation is everyone wants instant gratification. If they can't have a million dollars or a six pack by tomorrow, they're quitting. That's the issue. So you got to learn. And also it boils down to if you want to be successful with anything, you got to chase your passion. You have to love what you're doing and be passionate about what you're doing because it's not going to feel like work. When I'm making these songs, I love it. It's great. That's really all I have to look forward to in life at this moment is the, the high that I'm on when I'm making music. Because when I'm not, I'm I'm looking for that next stride. And sometimes I can't find it for a week or two and I get kind of sad and depressed because I'm. that's what I gauge everything on. Um, so with that being said is you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Cause if you love it, it's not going to feel like work and you're in it for the long haul because that's your passion, you know? Yeah. How do you that's feel about, feel. about fans being and the younger generation being so instant with the gratification? How does that affect the way you make music? How does that affect the way you look at the industry and how you engage in progressing into the next level? Um, obviously with anything I say throughout this whole interview or ever in life, I'm only speaking, I'm not saying this is how it is and this is how it has to be. No, I'm only speaking from a personal perspective. I think that the intention spans have grown super small and I'm learning how all these big major uh, publications and platforms are really pushing that short form content like YouTube Shorts or TikTok. Or, so what I've learned is you got to get in their face. Like if, let's say if I have a whole song, I'm going to go to the best part and the second they press play, the snippet video is going to be boom right there. It's going to be in their face. So you got to match it. And I've shortened songs. Songs aren't really three or four minutes anymore. I narrow them down to like maybe two, two and a half minutes. Um, so obviously with the newer generation, I would say the intention spans have grown really short in terms of like the person who's actually like absorbing music, right? Or content these days. And it's scary too, because I was watching this interview a while back with like J. Cole and I think Lil Yachty. And they were saying sometimes if an artist blows up on TikTok, they only know the hook. They don't know the full song. And then they get to the show and they're just there just like watching. And then they don't know the whole song until the hook comes. And J. Cole was like, whoa, that part had me like laughing. But it's scary. But for me, I've noticed there's been a few artists on TikTok that, that blow up on TikTok. And it appears that they're not ready. And the label will like swoop in like a vulture and sign them off that one song. And then they'll flop and drop them after. Like for me, I'm not sure what's going to happen in terms of my success specifically on TikTok. But if I catch a hit on TikTok... I personally think that I'm going to be good because I have a catalog of like 200, 250 songs that I own. So I envision when that main, first mainstream hit comes, they're going to come back and go run up the independent catalog. And that's that's going to make millions within itself. So I already know that's not a matter of when, that's a matter of if. 
sorry, sorry. That's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. when. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's weird though, like the fact that musicians and artists are now concerned with, hey, a three and a half, four minute song is too long because they won't listen to to it all the way through. Like, it's just weird to me. Like, three and a half, like, I always think two and a half minutes is too short. Like, it just feels a little too short. short. Whereas, like, three and a half, three minutes is, like, a good length, and then you start pushing four, five minutes. That's when I think they start, like, getting too long. But, like, it's weird that now musicians are cutting, you're, you're cutting yourselves short. You're, like, objectively going, hey, all the best songs I listen to Growing up, all the songs that I love, they're all going three and a half, four minutes. And now I have to do two, two and a half minutes just because yeah, those are- the generation is different or like, yeah, I don't know. It feels weird to me that that everyone's just following suit. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Feel, like you're all in sales. You're all selling a product. So I understand that. But it's also like you're stunting what you really want to do just because the world is changing yeah i think those those anthems from like the 2010s and before that they were amazing um i do think it's more so a better thing to do i guess if you're like kind of up and coming because once you're already there you kind of have that freedom and power to do what you want to do so me personally i might make shorter songs right now as i'm coming up but when i like branch off and i'm a household name and all that and the focus is more about the albums, then I can like kind of do all I can do in those three or four minutes. So I definitely want to result to that. But just for now, I keep them short intentionally. Cause I'm right now I'm at a at a point where I have to win over your attention. And if it's too long or you get turned off, like I lost you, you know? So there's seven billion people out there. So we're gonna see what we can do. Hey, that's why I think, you know, seven billion people, no matter now. what you do. Oh, eight billion. Yeah. yeah, that's I mean, a lot of ears. So time's up by two at sixteen. Yeah. Lots of ears out there. I mean, it. to be fair, it makes me scared when everyone talks about short-form content when I'm like, well, I think a podcast in its essence is a long-form content. So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there's still, there's still time for longer form. I think podcasting showed that surprisingly of like mm-hmm. how successful it could be if you could navigate it in the right way and if you are able to have something genuine and real and I think I think that's what it is is no matter how long the content people tend to gravitate towards reality and people being honest because at the moment we're thrown all this bullshit like all the time like you look on social media and it is just trash it is people throwing an agenda at you it is like you know you can feel the algorithm you watch one video and then it's all of a sudden you get 10 videos like that and you're like oh it's like repro- reprogramming me it's weird like i can definitely oh, yeah, see that happen that's the trick that's what i've learned it's like if you let's say something you've never watched on tiktok comes across your for you page you spend 10 15 20 seconds watching it TikTok's going to say, oh, like, you know, they must like this. They're going to start shoving it in your face. That's actually beneficial for me with my, we'll get to that, but I have a TikTok <laughs> method that works for me that, that I didn't even, you know, wasn't aware of. Let's get to it. What, okay. So yeah. what I've learned, um, I haven't had massive success on TikTok, but it's more been the energies of reciprocation. So when I post a video at this very moment, when I post a video on TikTok, 
it's not getting 30,000 views and four, three or 4,000 likes. It'll maybe get under a thousand views and a couple hundred likes. But what I've learned is every, when you're posting on TikTok, that's not for your followers. That's a discovery app. It's to be seen by new people. So I learned that every time I post, I'm reaching new people. So I started doing this thing. I tried it out for two months. I posted the same video almost every day for two months. It ended up being a total of a hundred posts. The other day I went back, I added all the views and the likes. Like I said, it ended up being around 30,000 views and four or 5,000 likes. And I, that taught me like, okay, this is a consistency thing. So I'm doing that. When I wake up every day, I have a catalog of like nine different songs and videos that I'm posting on TikTok every day. And we're reaching about 100,000 individual people a month, discovery. And the idea is that these people will find you and you can convert them to go to, you know, come follow me on Instagram or come listen to me on Spotify. You know, the number on that capacity isn't huge, but there is a percentage. So it does work. And that's just right now. That's what I've been doing to help help me grow as an independent artist. Um, you don't have to pay for it. You just put it out. Sure, you can invest into boosting the post, and that's that's a whole other conversation. But that's something that I've been doing that works for me. And obviously, when the, in this short generation, people forget about you fast. So if you're in their face all the time, you know, the ones that really rock with you and mess with the music, they're going to stick around. The ones who really don't care about you, they're going to get annoyed and look away. And that's fine. I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me, firstly. Secondly, the supporters, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so that's you, something that has worked for me. So do you post and then delete it or do you just hold it? No, them? I don't delete it. Just the catalog grows. If you search my name on TikTok, it'll say I have over 3,000 videos. 3,000. But I use TikTok as a discovery app and I just started using YouTube Shorts yesterday. My friend, uh, my bro, King Moses, he put me on. Well, I haven't even been using it this whole time. It's a whole train that I missed out on. I tried it yesterday. I think I uploaded three or four videos. And I, I total, it, it brought, like, I think, what, 3,000 views. And it's the same. It's very similar. So I feel late to the party. But I'm going to be taking advantage of that now, too. Yeah, you got it. But it's weird because it's like, as you said, and I've got a friend who, like, makes Uber videos. That's his, his full-time job. And he was like, the conversion rate is really low on TikTok of like... It's hard. It's hard. Like I've seen people have their artists and they'll have 100,000 followers or a million. Then you go look at their Spotify and it's like, it's nowhere close. For me, if I want to choose, I want to be popping the most on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube. I want my music to be popping more than my socials. If the socials are popping, cool. But, you know, that's my personal opinion. I agree with but you. It is. I agree with you because it's it's weird because like you know you think that it would be a funnel. It's just a really bad funnel. Like it just doesn't push them in the right way. And I think it's because it's like the thing with like TikTok is like it motivates you to keep scrolling. There's no motivation to like follow the links or like you know go support this person anymore. So like even if you fuck with that person, you just keep scrolling. That's that the weird too, thing. But- it's going to take something really strong to pierce through to that person. I've had it work for me at very small degrees. I've, I've been able to convert some people. But there is this one thing I do I do that not everyone else does. I go the extra mile. So what I do is when people post, when I get these, when they go like my video and it's someone I don't know, I go look at their page and I see for the ones that have Instagram icons, I will tap it and I will go out of my way and go to their Instagram and say, hey, I appreciate you for showing love on TikTok. 
And what that does is that shows them, hey, that's like my way of saying, hey, I have an Instagram, come follow me on here. But also I'm being genuine about it, genuine about it and reaching out to them. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, what if like, that's like, you know, Drake and like, oh, wait, like just reaching out to someone and saying, hey, I appreciate you. And you go on to see who they become and you think they're not going to forget that ever. Like, wow, that guy reached out to me. And with my fan base, I feel like it's a family atmosphere. You know, we're friends to an extent. I watch their stories. I like their posts. Like, you want to come fuck with me? Come fuck with me because I'm going to show you that love back. I try to tell these people, it's like, if you want to compare me, Metallic Alex, specifically to other artists, I promise you, I'm going to be very consistent. I'm going to show you more love than they're showing you because a lot of artists out here don't fuck. They don't, they don't give a fuck about their fans or consumers. They just want their money and fame. I want that too, sure. But I care about the relationship between me and my supporters. But back to what I was saying, that is something I do that I don't know if anyone else is doing that. I go the extra mile and message every single one. And that's, it works. How much time do you spend on that? I don't know. Like, I'm passionate about it. I love it. It's a part of my life. Remember we were saying, if, if it's your life, it's going to be your life. That's just something I do every single day. And the only time I don't do it is if I'm sick or if I'm depressed and I don't have the motivation that day. But best believe the next day I'm going to get up and do it. So um, it's it's been working for me. Not on a, I haven't had major success with it, but it's it's slowly growing for sure. I've been doing it for years. Can I ask you, you've mentioned if you're sad and depressed a couple of times. What makes yeah. you sad? What makes you feel like that? Um, sometimes I guess it's just the pressures of life and just being an adult and having responsibilities and guidelines and deadlines that you have to meet in terms of expenses and, you know, taking care of people that can reflect on it. Sometimes if you overwork yourself, exhaustion can lead to depression. And obviously there's been women from my past that I dabbled with that triggered, you know, being depressed. Um, but I would say I'm in a great place right now. Like I'm super excited. Everything's appropriate for the new year. But every now and then I do fall into some like weird mental aspect. It doesn't last much longer than like a few days or maybe a week. But um, that's it. That's usually the things. And obviously having family members you're aware of and you know they're getting older and they're going to leave you one day. Like it's inevitable and like you don't want to lose them. You fear that, you know, but you can't it's you can't just fear what's you got you to gotta accept what's coming, you know. So it's just like little things like that. Um, it's never really anything else other than those things that makes sense so how do you just, get out of it then like because yeah it's like it's a weird thing to recognize self-recognize that i will go through these moments and that these thoughts and almost these like toxic thoughts in a way of like there's nothing i can do with these thoughts because it is true and there is nothing i can do about the inevitable fact that you know life is limited like how, but how do you get yourself out of it because i think we all can understand feeling sad and i don't think sadness is a is necessarily a bad thing as long as it doesn't disrupt your whole life but like how right. do you make sure that you get back out of it make sure that you don't let it hold you down for too long yeah as you know the pendulum swings life is a series of peaks and valleys so like i think drake said at one time i try not to get too invested in the highs or the lows it's kind of how i stay grounded so obviously, if you're going through something, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Like I've changed my life completely in terms of how much care I'm taking with myself in terms of like I changed my diet, my health. But these days, just make sure you're you're staying hydrated, you're eating the right foods, you're working out, meditating, um, try to go do some kind of fun activity that's going to, you know, elevate your mind and just let it run its course. It's like having a cold. It just needs to run its course. And for me, 
Um, I think just having that burning desire and just that hunger of wanting to get to where I'm trying to get to, that drives the force. So I'm able to wake up one day. But you know what? I can't lay in bed for a whole day anymore. I got to get up, you know? And just sometimes even just looking at other people that I look up to, that, you know, inspires me to, to, to get up and make more of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I think you just got to get up and keep going. Like there's something to be to. said about like, you know, I think you're not human if you don't wake up and you're like, oh, fuck, some days. Well, that's no, like, that's kind of life. Yeah, like, but I think the true character is like when you feel like that, what do you do? Do you let it disrupt your day? Do you let it disrupt your week? Or do you like figure out a way to keep going and get through it? Yeah, I think when I wake up, it's like, okay, do I, am I ready to do 200 push-ups and 100 setups and go drink, drink this many different liquids like for protein shakes and staying hydrated and having to pee a lot and then like go sit there with my back hunched over to make a song for two or three hours and like, I mean, it is what it is, but in the end of the day, you're rewarded because you did the right thing. Like I tell people, they're like, what's it like to be you? I'm like, well, I'm tired and exhausted all the time, but I'm always getting stuff done for sure. That's that's the that's kicker to it. We're growing for sure. So, you know. Can I just say that is the funniest question. What is it like to be you is the funniest question to me because how, how can you answer that? I don't really understand yeah. the question because it's like, the, you no one will ever understand what it's like and you can't Never. even give an answer that makes sense because it's too it's so broad to me like yeah what is it like being you i i yeah it's it's weird that question it i think it reveals a lot about the person asking it about like they're a bit lost mm, i know i definitely know what it's like to be lost sometimes i get lost or feel lost but i'll snap out of it quickly um, yeah, someone asked me that I can't really tell you everything, obviously, but I could tell you the things that I do and what I choose to invest my time into, which are a lot of like relatable human activities, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Cause, but that's not what it's actually like to be you. That's the thing. Uh, the things you it, do, it? no, cause the things you do is not like they're objective and looking from the outside, but what it's like to be you is like a question of like the subjective. How do you feel? every day how do you feel through these moments how do you emotionally take the roller coasters what roller coasters do you go through like that question in its essence is not a question about i get up at 5 a.m and i do these things it's a question of like i i get up at 5 a.m i do these things this is what i think about this is how i feel this is how i get the like it becomes this broader question to me and so when someone asks you or me, like, what is it like to be you? It's like, I don't know how to answer that, man, because there's something missing in your life that you're trying to find in me. That's, yeah, that's never, what that I'm question tired. usually shows. Yeah, I'm not, I've never asked anyone that. I just kind of study them, and I wonder sometimes, but I'm not, you know, I'm more worried about me and trying to build my character. <laughs> yeah. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird question. I don't think I've ever asked what what is it like to be you. <laughs> yeah, because you're too busy managing your life or taking care of your family, your loved ones. Well, I guess, but then again, I do have a podcast where I ask questions for a living. So, and I and I still don't think I've ever asked that question. I think I've asked yeah. like, how do you do the things that you do? How what keeps you motivated? Like, how does it keep you moving forward? But yeah, maybe it's just yeah. to me, it's just too big of a question. It's impossible to answer. 
Yeah, no, one thing about you is I'll say you're, I feel like you're as consistent as I am. Like, obviously, I've kept up with you since our last interview two years ago, and you're always popping up. You know, I'll double tap, I'll tap in. I've, I've watched you over the years, so it's like, it's very great to, like, see that, you know? Thank you, I about appreciate the it. Comes out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're looking, I mean, I'm staring at the battle, the the barrel of 200 episodes. Um it's not too far away. So 200, 200 weeks in a row, that'll make it four years of never missing an episode. Now I respect that. I just turned 26 uh, two months ago and 25, 26 have been the best years of my life. So when I was like 18, 19, imagining these years, I was like, like it was like not i wasn't thinking positively but i'm loving it like because I, I feel like i've grown and somewhat developed into a man now so I'm, I'm enjoying life a bit more than i did those younger years um but with that being said what was i gonna say damn i lost my train of thought i was gonna say something <laughs> like really cool um you can continue if it, comes it was just about the the consistency and about like keep going and like you know to closing out onto 200 episodes is like four years of of not missing a week oh okay sorry yeah yeah. so i'm 26 i've been doing music for nine years now i started at 17 um and when i sit here and realistically think about how long do i want to do this i want to do it as long as i possibly can like obviously being that this is my life and it's what i'm passionate about i do want to expand and grow in other aspects but you know obviously i'm looking at the ones i like up to you know drake kendrick cole eminem like all the goats like they're almost in their 40s and they're still crushing. So that's what I had to look forward to. So when I think about what life's going to be like in 2034, when I'm like 36, while well, I see myself being probably the biggest rapper in the world at that time, or just, just doing everything at the highest level, because I've had so much time to keep going. Now 50, I think, is it in 50? I don't know. Yeah, I'm mean, 50. That's insane. He Like, it's just crazy. So I want to be on that road too. I'm manifesting that just to be alive then, working, just doing everything at the highest level possible and still in love with it and finding ways to keep it refreshing. Like I'm in this for the long haul for sure. Yeah. I mean, when you said you just turned 26 a couple months ago, I'm like, oh, you're still incredibly young. Like I forget because, I mean, I always forget. I mean, I just turned 30. So I'm I'm still technically young. I look old as fuck, yeah. but you know that's that's like no. Nah. I'm just, you I'm just 30, It's the, it's the beard. It's the beard that makes me look older. But I'm trying um, to grow a little something. <laughs> yeah, I, I think well, that's one thing that changed a lot for me. I wish I could grow a full beard like that. So if you see me with that in the future, just ask me what products I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, barber my, introduced me to that this type of like spray beard filler. I've been using it on my videos. It looks cool, but I know that's not the reality. So. No, comes off. Hey, to be honest, it is what it is. Some people just, you know, are blessed with growing a beard hair. Like it's just, I don't know. There's yeah. no secret to it other than you know, I, I got genetics. With genetics, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's it surprised me that like you know that you're still, you know, so young, like 26, as you said. Look at all these artists that are 30 plus pushing 40s, and you know, that's where they're having success is like in their thirties and, and now their forties. Like, I feel like music has evolved a little bit of like, you don't have to be 22 and be the hottest thing ever. Like it's really no, changed no. in terms of who you are and like maturity in music, especially hip hop. Hip hop used to be like, yes, it's a young man's game is the quote, but it like now you're seeing people who are like popping off. They're not that young anymore. 
Nah, this is a great subject. I, I want to get into this. So that was one of my biggest problems when I was starting this at 17, 18. I would look up to people. At that time, I remember I was looking up to like Logic, uh, Wiz Khalifa, g Easy, And I was like, okay, all of them made it by 23. I got to make it by 23. And then I got to 23 and I was like, damn, I ain't made it yet. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, well, now reflecting on 26, I'm like, I wasn't ready. And I don't know if I'm prematurely speaking, but I, I do feel ready now. And I do feel it coming sooner or later. But I'm actually ready now. I was not ready at that time. But to answer that, um, I don't know. You just, you got to build it the right way. Because if you blow up too quick, you're going to be gone too quick. But if you slowly grow it and build it for a decade, you're going to be here for a lifetime. So that's how I see it. So I'm glad I didn't blow it back then. Yeah. Although old no. you would have pre much preferred it. It's like the ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you want it I was to comparing happen. myself. Yeah, I was comparing myself. That was the problem. I was like, all right, uh, Wiz Khalifa blew up with Black and Yellow at 23. Logic blew up at this, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, then I am too. And then I was like, that was just, you shouldn't think like that. You're on your own journey. These are individual, separate people with different opportunities. It's going to happen for you when it's the time for you. You know, that's how I feel now. So I'm cool with it. I'm willing to work as hard as I can because I love it. I'm passionate about it. And it's going to happen when it's the right time, period. And it's, I feel like it's actually happening now. It's already happening. It's like a slow, like you're slowly building this wall every day. And then within a decade, it's going to be an enormous wall. Like it's already happening, but it just hasn't happened like enormously in one day yet. That makes sense. What keeps you, like gives you joy outside of music? Like obviously music is the biggest thing in your life, as you've said. What, yeah. what gives you balance? What like keeps you grounded? What makes you like be able to put it all in perspective? I think um, having good time with your family, um, having a beautiful, amazing woman in your life that you can converse with and have experiences with, um, taking care of yourself. I recently jumped on a health train. I lost like 35 pounds. Congrats, I man. My diet. Thank you. I eat healthy now. Um, so that traveling, going to see a new things, just being a human and just going out and doing cool stuff, Whatever sparks your interest, just go do it. Um, I would say all those things. Um, that's really about it. My life, honestly, at this moment, there's not much pleasure. It's more, it's more work. I'm thinking I'll play around when the millions of dollars are in the picture. When that, like when I'm in my 30s and plus, I'll play then. For now, I'm down to sacrifice and work. But I do create that balance for those other things that I talked about. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, it feels like I don't know when I'm talking to you that there is this part of you that's like, you know, in this weird self punishment way in this strange way, when you're like, Hey, I can't have too much pleasure. Like it's, it's a way of keeping yourself accountable, but it's also like, I wonder when you'll feel like you have the right balance, like it to, and, and maybe this is just me projecting and maybe this is just, you know, me, just trying to get into your own mind, but if what it feels like, and obviously you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what it feels like is like you're in this way, like, Hey, I wasn't doing well enough. And now I'm going to really knuckle down and I'm going to limit the joy and the pleasure that I have in the wait for something else. And there is almost like a balance that, that might be missing. I don't know. That's just the energy that I get. Yeah. Um, like I said, I am 26 now. A good amount of people I went to school with have gotten married and had children by this point. 
I'm still not ready for that. You know, if it happens now, then I'll take it as it comes. But I'm not, I don't feel like I'm ready for that yet. When I envision marriage, if marriage, if I envision children, I'm thinking 30 plus for sure. I want to dedicate all of my 20s to myself. Um, whenever I feel that desire or urge to go work on something, I do it. But for the most part, my schedule is like I'll start my day around eight or nine, you know, work out. I'll do music the whole day. And then by nightfall, then that's when I just kind of just like relax and just. But to what you were saying, I, yeah, there's probably a lot of things missing that I just can't see right now. Um, I'm not claiming that like, I know everything or everything is all great. Like, nah, there's still much more work that needs to be due. It's at a decent. It is where it needs to be at this moment. But I would like for it to be better. Yes. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Yeah, because I think I think musically and career-wise, it's all heading in the right direction. And I think yeah. the the real challenge as you get older is to realize, hey, I got to make sure, like, personally, I'm in a place as well, like, to help facilitate my career. Like, that growth goes hand in hand, and it's really difficult. Like, last year, I had a New Year's resolution to write every day, a thought a day for 12 months. And mm-hmm. so I recently finished writing every day for 12 months. There you and, go. And But what it taught me was like half the shit I think I don't actually think. I just needed to write like, it like down. Intrusive thoughts? Intrusive opinions, whatever it might be is like. Yeah. I don't it's know. like, it's it's like, like a, a surface level thought and you think you have this opinion and then all it took was like I spent 20 minutes of writing and going through it and following my thought train of like, well, if this is this and then what about this? And then realizing, Oh, that's not actually what I think about it at all because, but what I needed to do was to just dig a little bit deeper and give myself the time to think about my thoughts and analyze my thoughts and go, Oh, it's not like that at all. And you just discover shit about yourself. That's what I found is like, I learned things about myself. Yeah, I had plenty of intrusive thoughts. But yeah. it also showed me that they're only thoughts and it's only a moment in a day for our, a, throughout a 12-month period. It's like, I don't know, there was something simple and something helpful about it. Some days I wrote fucking nothing. Some days I wrote a lot. It just helped. And what I realized was like the personal growth aspect of life is key. And without that, I would not see success. There you go. I agree. What made you want to lose weight, by the way? Great question. Um, I would say I was just like just super skinny and I could eat whatever I wanted until 24. Didn't have to worry about my weight. Once I hit 25, things started changing. Because I'll get, you know, granted, I wasn't eating as healthy as I should have been. I was going out and eating, you know, a bunch of like BS. And my stomach, it started to get bigger. Uh, In terms of like my face started kind of getting bigger. um, And I just felt if I had to describe what it was like, quote, quote, becoming out of shape or growing overweight, it felt like I was bloated all the time. And my stomach always felt full. And I had a bunch of digestive issues. That's what it felt like. Now, this weight loss journey that I ended up taking, it wasn't intentional at first. I was back in around August of last year, I had some kind of like weird health scare. There was like some kind of like 
I don't know. It was like something was going wrong with my throat. It felt like there was like a ball of mucus in there for like three Okay. weeks and it wouldn't go away. So everything thick that I was eating was getting stuck. So I kind of went on a liquid diet. I was just, I was like, I'm scared to eat. <laughs> I'm just going to have soup and broth. So I did that for like a month and I ended up losing like 10 pounds. And then people within, you know, my personal life started noticing. I was like, wow, you look skinny. And like I started feeling better. I was like, wow, I feel good. Like, let me let me keep going. So my mother, she's like a fitness coach and she's she has a, like a bunch of different products. She works with this company called Plexus and she was able to put me on these different things. And I ended up losing like 15 more pounds. So I dropped from like 180 to like 145, 150. And Damn. since then, I've... um. I've maintained a good diet. Um, I eat, you know, I'm, I got like the oatmeal with blueberries in the morning. I have a good meal. Like I, I'm having like grilled chicken with like brown rice and vegetables. And that's pretty much, I almost eat the same thing almost every day, like chicken and rice. Like it's, it's good. It's balanced. I'm sure there's more things you need, but it's what's worked for me. And what I feel most proud of is like, I've maintained this weight loss and now I'm scared. I don't want to get it back. So I want to maintain. Now I'm working on building muscle since I lost all that fat. I want to build muscle now. So, you know, that's why you know, I'm working on that now. Yeah, 140 But, uh, is very light. I think I'd be near dead at 140 because um, I actually lost lost some weight too recently. I'm down like, yeah, congrats. um, I think I'm down close to 12 kilos. So I don't know. I think it's like 25 pounds, two point, I think it's 2.3 Okay. is the conversion. Yeah, so I'm down like 12 kilos. Um, I still got, I still got more to go. That's the plan. Is to is to keep going, but the weird thing is how much people have noticed. That's the weird thing of like, and like, this is the the weirdest conversation ever. Is like, oh man, you look great. Not Yeah, that you I didn't mean, you don't look, look any different. as in, as in people like, oh man, you look great. Not that you didn't look good before. And I was like, no, it's okay. I know that I was fat. It's okay. Yeah, I just I, want to be there's nice a reason about it. why there's a reason why I've decided to lose the weights because I already knew it, and so like, yeah, it what it. what it has been doing is is showing me the like, hey, yeah, there is a different way to live. And I was overweight for too long. I probably still am a little bit too overweight. So I have a direction that I want to go, but it's like, yeah, getting everything together. But yeah, 140 pounds is ridiculously light for me. Yeah, and no, I hear you. And I do fast every now and then. I'll go on like a 48-hour fast and I'll just have like liquids, like, a, you know, chicken broth for dinner, tomato soup, you know, protein shake, like just in that, I'll lose two, three, four pounds, like within that couple of those days. Um, but I don't know. Now that I'm quote, quote, in shape, I want to stay here. And I know it's 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 harder to maintain something than it is to get it. So, like, there is a sacrifice. I'm not out here eating fried shrimp and French fries and, like, oh, that's – I had to give it up. Like, you know, there's people that tell me you can you can eat in moderation, sure, but that was my diet. So I had to cut back on that kind of stuff completely. But if anyone wants to lose weight, yeah, just stop eating bullshit food and you can go work out, go to the gym, or you can go on a liquid diet. I don't know. I can only speak for myself. If that makes For, sense. for me, it was simple calories in, calories out, like real simple Mm -hmm. stuff. You just like get an app, get my fitness pal, literally do what's your current weight, where do you want to, how much do you want to lose, and then it literally tells you how many calories for how much you want to lose per week. That is it, and then you Wow. just stick to it. I'm glad it worked for you. I think all of us are on our own separate journeys. And just for anyone else watching, you know, for the people that are watching this, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. But 
I would like for you guys to be on the same path that I'm on in terms of like, you know, trying to become a better, stronger version of yourself, be healthy and work towards your goals. Like, I hope that, you know, we're on the same, uh, you know, wavelength mentally because I don't, you know, and if you're not, that's cool. It's fine. I'm not judging you. This whole thing is about what do you want to do? Like, sometimes some people are like, like, I try to tell people, it's like, it doesn't, you know, it's not about who made the most money or who wants to be this or who did that. It's about what do you want to do? What's your desire? Because we're all, to an extent, searching for the same thing. Like, we all want to be happy and have that fulfillment and peace of mind. And, like, so it's just, you know, for me, becoming rich and famous or what, as a celebrity, whatever, that's what suits me. That's what I want. But just because you don't want that, that doesn't make you feel less than. If you want to go, you know, be a doctor or have a desk job and, and that makes you happy, that's cool. That's fine. Like some, you know, obviously in this in this rap industry, sometimes a lot of rappers will shit on people who are quote, quote, regular. But that's I'm not doing that. Like we're all searching for the same thing. And I'm here to reassure everyone, like we're all in this together. We're sharing this this earth temporarily, this limited space. Let's spread love and just do what we want to do, you know, and support each other. Yeah. Well, I think the the interesting thing is like, it's not about being perfect 24 seven. Like it, it, that's what it is, is like, okay, you let something get out of control and then you get back in shape and you figure it out. And it's like, you go through these peaks and valleys and you go through the, the highs and lows. And it's so the weird, so like the, it's the funniest thing because I think we all make a mistake when we look at our heroes we're like they're perfect twenty four seven. That's because that's, that's all we're seeing on the screen. We're not yeah. seeing behind the screen. That's By what the I way, mean. I'm that's not true. <laughs> I'm only looking this way so y'all can see my good side. Just kidding. Um, but no, I agree. That is the issue. And that's one thing I've learned. Is I was even questioning myself the other day because I just when I put out new songs, I go get new content for them, right? And obviously I get all dolled up and stuff for the content. But that the reality of me, I'm not looking like that every day. So I'm looking at myself, I'm like, is that is that fake? Is that like a facade I'm putting on? I was like, no, that's me. It's just I'm super clean that day. And you know, women who get all, you know, dolled up and everything and go out, they can relate, obviously, if that makes sense. Like, but that's not don't don't be naive enough to think, oh, that's their reality. They're not like, no. Cause you got another thing coming if you think that's the ultimate reality it's not yeah don't believe everything you see obviously yeah but that's that's the weird lesson to learn is like just because they have all the things that you want doesn't mean there are any better like yeah no i've had to just even the people i look up to i had to just imagine like okay so the person who has this mansion and this airplane and this much money and this many platinum records is like when i get there am i gonna feel different because i don't know you know. might, but you might not. That's why yeah, that's the not. craziest thing about like being successful and having and a celebrity and rich and famous is like a, all those people, they realize that like at the end of the day, you still go to bed by yourself and you still and go you to bed with your can't thoughts. Take none of this. Yeah. You can't take none of this with you. And I've told my close friends, it's like, listen, just leave it to me. I'll be the one. I'll go work hard and sacrifice my time in my life. I'll go get all the fruits that I possibly can. I'll tell you what it's like as I'm going. And after, we'll talk about what it was like. Like, I'll be the one, you know, if that makes sense. Because, like, my friends, they're kind of, to an extent, still struggling to find their purpose. But obviously, they're just... Because the majority of everyone out here is working as hard as they can just for the bare minimum, just to survive and pay bills and eat and stuff like that. Um, but I try to, that's why I tell them, it's like, bro, it's okay. You don't have to, you know, just leave it to me. It's fine. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, 
like like I said, like twenty six, twenty seven. You still, you still yeah, I got finding yourself. You're still finding yeah, yourself. Sure. That's what it is. Like I speak to twenty five, twenty six year olds, and I'm like, oh, you're still a baby. Like you, like I'm not that much older, but like I've had enough time. Those extra five, six years between twenty five and thirty is like a a big time. It's like a big learning curve. But then I talk to a forty year old, and I'm sure they're to me they're like, oh man, you're still a child. This whole thing is like that. I've learned that. I've lived enough conscious years to understand that the journey continues. Like, yeah, I'm a million miles away from who I was a decade ago, but who I'm going to be a decade from now, I'm still like it's it's. It's you can't really sit there and reflect on anything until you're at your last day or your last year of your life. Then you could talk about what you did because it's pretty much over at that point. But until then, everyone's speaking prematurely on things, on what they can do or their abilities or what they can go accomplish. Like it's we're still in it now. We'll talk about it when we're like 70. Yeah. I'm not and we'll go, probably how dumb. Yeah. And it'll be like, how stupid was I that, that uh, this is what I used to think. And like 50 years later, I'm like, that was a, I didn't know better. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it I'm always is. Yeah, I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Is like, listen, I don't know everything. This is just how I feel. This is what I'm doing. And it take also take me at face value. This is what's going on right now. It's subject is probably going to change only for the better. As I mentioned, there is a track record over the last nine years. Things have only elevated and grown in every aspect. My growth as a man, my character, who I who Alec is. You know, the artist metallic I like the music, the numb, everything has grown. There has not been a decline or a go. It's not. And I could just tell people how because I told you, like, when I went and you go back and listen to Drake's first mixtape, Room for Improvement, and you see how he sounded then you compare that to how he sounded a decade later. I used to think when I was first starting, how do you get from there? Like same for all these other artists, and you just think, well, they put this much work in and they kept going. So I did the same thing. And now I'm able to see that, oh, that's how you evolve and you grow from not being that skilled at something to becoming something great. You just got to stick with it and keep doing it and learn what the fuck you're doing wrong. And just I've learned at this point, I don't get too attached with these things. Like I put in the maximum amount of effort and it's either it or it's not. If it's not that song specifically, cool, I'll move on to the next one. You know, I try not to get too attached to these, to any of this. Yeah. I think that's a good mindset, man. Can I ask you, you had... uh... Like you, uh, what I noticed in your music was like EDM into like hip hop, like the 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 more club beats. And I was interested in your thought process in doing ones like that. Like you did the night out uh, trio of songs. You did uh, let yourself go. Like they 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 didn't feel like classic hip hop. And I'm always interested in like pushing the boundaries of like your creativity and what made you do that. Yeah, I'll start with the abrasive perspective. I am a rapper. I do pride myself on how good I can rap. So for anyone that's coming for me, they're going to get fucked up because I'm not playing when it comes to this rap shit. Therefore, I do understand that there's only you can only make it so far as a rapper. I want to do much more than just be a rapper. And I had this realization with myself, I think last week, I was like, okay, I've got all this super, these super great rap songs. I'm so excited for them to come. But I don't see myself performing these songs on like Jimmy Kimmel or just award shows and people aren't going to be dancing to these. So I have to go. I want to be that kind of star, too. If that's a pop star, I want to be a pop star, too. So I have to go out there and make that 
pop music or those dance songs. So with that being said, also I have a love for other kinds of music like R&B. I just dropped a joint the other day called I Need More. That's like an R&B joint for the ladies. Um, and then, you know, the songs you mentioned in Night Out, that's me on my like pop shit. I'm trying to be like, you know, on the, on the pop vibes. And then uh, the other one you mentioned, the song that just came out with my friend Amber, you know, she put me on there. I love music. I want to be a part of all different, as much as I can be. I want to make it as diverse as possible, reach different audiences. And I want to be as diverse as possible because I want to be in all those different rooms instead of just being that one underground or just being that one guy that makes rap music, you know? But like I said, I do take that aspect very seriously. And for those that don't, they're not, they don't get it, they're going to get fucked up. But besides that, I'm going to give you that. At a, at a high level, but I'm going I'm to work on everything else, too. And in my caliber right now, I got the, like, raw, lyrical, old school, you know, hip-hop stuff. I'm doing the new school trap hip-hop stuff, the radio-type rap stuff, the pop stuff, um, the sweet, soft, sensitive songs for the girls. And I recently started trying to become a better singer, and I'm experiencing with autotune, so I'm working on the singing and uh, the heartbreak songs, I just want to have, there's many different colors to me as an artist and as a human. And I get a lot of that inspiration from people like Russ or Drake. You know, it's just, you got to just you paint all these different pictures and these different colors and whoever's going to connect or relate to it, they will. But just don't be just one thing, if that makes sense. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I tend to think that like, if you put yourself in one lane forever, that's all they're going to remember you for. That one Good luck. Thing. Good luck. We'll see how long you're going to stay. <laughs> well, like, I, I don't know. It's like actors who are just typecast, the same actor the whole time. And it's like, at some point, like, you know, they, I guess they make money, but it's like your creativity must be stumped, stunted. Like, you must just be like, well, I know that I'm just going to play this hard-headed kind of action dude who has very little character development, and I'm just going to. I don't know. It's weird. I just think it's a it's an interesting thing for people to just decide. I'm just going to do this one thing forever. Couldn't imagine them being that sort of kind of headspace. But hey, if that makes them happy and they're passionate about that, rock on. Be yourself. And to touch on that subject, I do want to manifest some kind of role. I do see myself acting at some point in life. I want to do small roles in movies, maybe TV shows or something. That'd be super cool. And then maybe one day do a whole movie. I don't know. Like seeing, you know, Jack Harlow do what he did, I was super excited. I was like, that is so amazing. I was like, it was, I'm so happy to see that. So it's like, I want to do that too one day. Like, I don't just want to be in the music industry. Like, I want to expand into other things. I want to become super successful. And I think in that regard, only a certain, like, percentage of that is going to come from my music career. Other things, you know, maybe like real estate or just acting or just, I want to have my hands in many different things. But right now, my main focus is I'm growing my career. That doesn't make me a vulture to want to use this as a vessel to get there because this is what I'm most passionate about and this is what I'm going to stick to the whole time. I just, the kind of person is as successful I want to become, I know you have to do much more. That makes sense. But I do want to act one day. I've yet to ever had an acting opportunity. Yeah. I mean, man, that's the classic pathway. Rapper turns actor. Yeah, but if I turn actor, I'm going to be rapping too still, unless my time has came and went. Like 50 Cent, he put his time in, and then after, same for Ice Cube, they did it. And then they went into it at, at appropriate time. So if I go into acting at 30 or 40 or 50, oh, well, that means it was time, you know? <laughs> you only have so much time in this game if you stay refreshing. Like, realistically, you only have a certain amount of time for people are going to, you know, 
Do you know what type you of character you'd like to play? I don't know. Um, if I had to guess, I would imagine maybe like, like a, uh, I don't know, like um, maybe a bad guy, or I could see myself like in an action and adventure movie, or maybe like in a romance kind of movie with a woman, or I don't know, just maybe those two. Like I even seen what Post Malone did in that one movie. That was super cool. I don't know. There's, it's really kind of up in the air with that, but I'll take what comes. But it has to fit. I will say this. It does have to fit my morals and character and boundaries. Like I'm not willing to like step outside of that to do something that's that doesn't align with me. Because I think someone said it like that first role that you take, that's kind of going to set the tone for your acting career. So it has to be something crucial and yeah. real to you, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I've, I've always thought that I could potentially do like voice work like yeah you know, that'd be fun work. too like for yeah. video games yeah oh i want to do that it's so fun yeah yeah just saying i don't know there, there's always a part of that i mean i recently was re-watching the sopranos i mean that shit is fire being i've anyone, never seen it should i bro, tap in 100 percent you should i've seen i've seen goodfellas and scarface and but i've never seen the sopranos man james or gandolfini well, you got to watch The Godfather, but James Gandolfini, the main, the main actor who plays Tony Soprano, he's no longer with us, but he is phenomenal. Honestly, that show is unreal. Six seasons of like the best. I'm gonna have to tap in. I know it's legendary. I'm a big fan of that whole like mob type of theme and vibe. Like I'm a fan of all that. It's just, yeah, it's if not- you're a fan of that, definitely get into it. Like it is just so so good. For sure. But yeah, man, you came through your back with two years later. I can't believe it that it's been so long. You know, it's always a surprise for me. Like, I never really know. You never know how far it's going to go. Like, when we first spoke two years ago, I probably couldn't have projected for either of us to, like, get to where we are right now and be on the journey that we are right now. It's kind of, like, so long in the future. But now it gives me a lot of hope to see where you're going and to see the things that you're doing in terms of where you're going to go with your career. And I love to see the the energy and, and the excitement and just the like passion for what you're doing. I think I can definitely recognize a change between, you know, the last time we spoke and now. So man, it's all good shit on the way. So yeah, I just appreciate you coming through. I appreciate you sharing the time and yeah, I can't wait to be on that journey with you, my friend. Of course, I would say we're already there and it's very much appreciated. And we'll we'll definitely have a third go around. Hopefully, if we do this again in two years from now, hopefully I have some kind of platinum song by then. It's my these are my manifestations. I want to have some <laughs> kind of platinum song, at least a million dollars, impacted millions of people, at least a million listeners on Spotify. Let's hope for it, if not a hundred K. Touring to some extent. If I could have those things, I'd be super happy. Um, but yeah, I'm super grateful, you know journey continues i'm not believe it or not i'm still not doing these kind of things very much uh these days i'm really not there's not many podcasters or shows that are reaching out to me so and that's fine because i know they'll catch on when they want to catch on but more so then i feel like it'll be for their own selfish gain like they'll want me because i'll be a training topic and it'll be beneficial for them and that's cool i get it i understand the business now at first i did it i was like oh wow so like you know you just become really great of a rapper they're gonna put you on the breakfast club and hot 97 and you get here to this level and you're like no that's because if it was skill based, I'd already be there. It's a matter of popularity. So I gotta I gotta go hit that pinnacle. And then when I get there, cool. That's fine. Like I'm still excited to go on those shows, but I get it. I understand it for what it is now. It's man, the young little naive kid didn't get it back then. 
Um, but no, obviously I would see your stuff last year and I was like, I have to reach out again. But I was like, I need to feel like I've done, there has to have been some kind of shift or accomplishment to make me want to even do it again. So I had to wait and it took two years for that. You know, if that makes sense. So yeah. now like the stuff has happened since then and there's more things coming. You know, I have a new album. Uh, by the time you guys see this, it's probably already been out. So how was the album? Um, but Speaks for Itself um, is like my 11th or 12th project, maybe 10th. I don't know. I got, there's so many. But um, this is like the first project that I feel proud of. Sonically, it has a good balance. It's fluid. I look forward to hearing your personal opinion on it when it comes yeah, out. Let me know. Right now, it's currently on the iTunes pre-order charts, which is a big deal because that's like one or two or 300 albums. And last week, it, it fluctuates. But I, I was very proud because I was able to get a, a percentage of my fan base to go support the album independently. And we were right there next to like Kanye and Lil Dicky and a bunch of other mainstream names and we were above like a bunch of other people so i'm that's just off the strength of you know the support team that we've grown you know when i first started i was calling my fan base talent family but that has grown into treasure hill which is my thing that's gonna be my label and everything and i've just been dropping my own music under my own label for now i do see myself partnering with some kind of major label at some point sooner or later but it'll have to be mutually beneficial we're both going to be making millions like you're not going to be making much more than me or the other way around it's going to be we're going to elevate each other and we're going to eat together and take over together that's the problem a lot of artists don't study and they don't do the right deals and they get fucked i've had way too many years to study and i love russ i look up to russ so much I've, he's taught me almost everything i know in this whole game has came from him so shout out to russ i don't know if you know who that who russ is yeah. but he's super phenomenal artist and super smart businessman. And I've watched every interview multiple times and studied everything. So I'm that guy that you were talking about, you know, but without him, I don't know where to, I, don't, I probably would not be as smart as I am in terms of the knowledge I have on deals in the music industry and stuff like that. There's many other people that I've studied too, but Russ has really shaped like my mental, you know, for this, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, Russ is one of those independent artists who, who made it off like, yeah, just wanting to do it and releasing singles and releasing songs consistently. Um, yeah, he's one of yep. those guys who just literally came up off the back of his own work. And I think one of his goals was, like, be able to buy his mum a house and he was able to achieve that and, like, all those things. So, yeah, I, you, you always admire the people who say what they're – they do what they're going to say and say what they're going to do. And, and, man, I'm looking forward to seeing you be on that list as well. I mean, lofty goals. you got to – I love this saying. It's uh, aim for the stars and worst come to worst, you hit the treetops, but you got to go for the stars. Like, you really got to aim high. So, man, yeah, it's been a great two years for you. I'm excited to see – what else you do? I'm excited to see the continual evolution of your music and 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 everything that you're pushing for. And for the Treasure Hill Gang, make sure y'all yes, stay tuned because yeah, yes. this man's not going anywhere. As long as I'm, you know, blessed with being alive and I'm able to work, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm just gonna work as hard as I can. Like I'm I want to do this. I care about this. I'm passionate. It's I want to do it the right way. I made a post on my story the other day. I was watching it on Instagram. 
there were just other artists that are much more uh, successful than me. And they're just playing around in the media and not even taking the music seriously. And I was like, people like y'all that are doing that, y'all need to get fucked up because I'm actually, I actually care about the music and I'm going to deliver the music and make it about the music and just take over this whole shit. Just wait. <laughs> Cause I care about the music. You ain't going to see me doing no fucking dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I got to say about that. It's about the music. This go around, this artist cares. I love it, man. And when's your album due to drop? Is there a date at the moment? Yes. Yes. January 26th. But obviously by the time this comes out, it probably already came out and you guys are listening. I'm very proud of it. I'm already full steam ahead on the next album after this. I'm about 30 songs in. I have about 30 unreleased songs on my computer right now. At this rate, what you can expect from me, as the train has been going... I'm dropping about two or three songs every three weeks. And that's just been my pace. And I'm and I'm not investing in big budget music videos right now. I just got the iPhone 15 Plus Pro Max, whatever it's called. So the quality is super great. So I'm focusing more on short form content that kind of matches the vibe of the song. And I've already started doing that up for the last few weeks and, and things have things are picking up. So I want to say everything this year, 2024, I've Right now, like generally speaking, right now, if I drop a song every three weeks, I have enough to take me until August of this year. Then I'll get to August and then I'll be broke in terms of songs. But I'm not like that. By the time we get to August of this year, I'm going to be sitting on 30 or 40 more. So, you know, that's where we're at. I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't refuse to just not. I got to stay with the songs <laughs> and everything is going to shift. Like me and my family were like, yeah, the time's about to come because like I made that turn like musically like i found myself if you take my rap songs and you go compare that to the greatest rappers you're gonna see that i'm not that far away in terms of skill level so i'm confident i'm ready so this music is it's ready now i got it's on a plate it's about to reach the masses i'm excited it's gonna go crazy it back then the last nine years it wasn't ready it wasn't there that's why i haven't blown up yet because it wasn't ready i really feel like it's ready now for real well, you see, heard i'm happy it. Yeah, you heard it here first. Go check out the album. Yeah. It's already out now. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you show some love and stay tuned for the next project. But man, absolute pleasure having you come through. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your passion, your energy. And yeah, man, I can't wait to do this again. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.